Welcome to another episode of T. Farrell Presents, where we inspire you to keep moving forward with the right perspective. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And before we get started, if you didn't recognize already, if you're trying to watch this, we ran into some technical difficulties. So the video is not available. But rather than canceling and skipping this episode, because the information there, I think, is so rich, we decided to move forward with just the audio version. So if you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, you're going to see the flyer, the information, but you're going to get the full episode. So sit back, enjoy, and we're going to jump right in at the introduction. Our special guest today is somebody I met a while ago. Uh, his name is Joseph L. Thompson II. He's an amazing musician. He established, him and his wife established Christ Represents Apparel. He also has an apparel, a Christian apparel company. Stuff is dope. You need to check that out as well. Um, he owns Papa Joe's Kitchen. And he's also the assistant pastor at Faith Tabernacle of Deliverance. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome Joe Thompson. How you doing, man? Terrence, man, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. Yo, dude, it's 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 nice to connect again, man. We met a while. I think we met in the studio here, right? It's been a very long time, man. Uh, we met. We did some work with Johnny, uh, Johnny Hall. Yes, yeah. And uh, you called me back in a little after that. Uh, we did a uh, did a favor for you. Did a record for B. Renee. That's what it was. Nice. Yes. Yes. Many many years ago, I, I still had hair on my head then. <laughs> I, I still don't think I had hair on my head back then. <laughs> um, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. It's, yeah, it's good to see you doing a lot of different things, man. The musician, the assistant pastor. You got the you got the uh, uh, the chef thing going on there, man. You know, um, you know, God has given us all <laughs> uh, gifts and talents. I'm just trying to make make good on uh, some of the things, all, all the things that he's given to me. The more I look in, within myself, the more I find out that is in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why, or that the focus of this talk or where we're going to start, it might go wherever. But I wanted, to, I wanted to start off asking, with all the things that you have the ability to do, how did you figure out which gift to focus on? Um, that's a good question. Um, I figured out which gift to focus on, um, by seeing what my passion was at that particular moment in time and also see what was priority, um, because what is priority occupies your time, but it also needs to bring you income. Um, and so in different phases of my life, certain things took precedence over, over others, um, where I was in life. So I've been a professional musician for, uh, many years since I was, since I've been a teenager, honestly, um, I've been making uh, my money. I've been living uh, like that and moving from a musician to a producer. One, one requires more time than, than the other. Um, like now I can, you know, get a call for a gig and I can listen to a song depending on what it is, not having uh, sat, sat down to rehearse it or go over it and I can walk in and play it. 
because my experience allowed me to do so. But then when there's other things you're figuring out, you have to spend a little bit more time to just hash it out to find out how it works, you know, what the mechanics of it are. And then you within yourself have to know you have to look down the road. You have to be goal oriented and you have to you have to look long term. You have to say, look, how much of my time does this uh you know, really, you know, occupy, you know, stuff like that. So, yes, um, and, and that's a good skill to also have to know uh, what is important, what is primary. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I know it's happened for me, and I, I've talked about it before. Have you ever run into the position where your passion and your driving was looks, what looks good or what makes sense is going to take you one way, and God says, nah, I don't want you to go that way. I want you to go this way. Oh man, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, myself, even uh, so many individuals. Uh, like I have my uh, my my degree is in music, um, and I'm a former former educator, former teacher. Uh, my degree is in music, but I wasn't a music teacher in school. I was a reading teacher and also a math teacher. Um, and even though I started uh, there in my uh, educational career or educatory career, um, I, I'm no longer teaching. Um, you know, and I'm still a young man. Um, so what I thought I would be doing, I, I'm not doing it. And sometimes God gives you gifts and abilities, I think. And we can open this up a little bit more for you to get the training uh, that you need to prepare you and the discipline uh, that will help to prepare you for for where you are to go. Uh, I read a book some years ago uh, called Training for Reigning. And it's basically talking about you becoming ready. You know, you train now in order to reign, to be ready, you know, to rule and do, you know, what needs to be done. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I got to check that book out, man. Definitely got to check that book out. Excellent there's, book. There's, there's another thing that, um, that I ran into um, that I had to have some people, I guess, speak into my life and guess put me back on the right track. Um, when I start to dig into what, whatever my purpose is or what, where, where I think God is leading me, I want to shut everything else down. So, yeah, I was a musician or oh, I am a musician. Let me say that I am a musician. But then it was like, oh, OK, so you want me to to produce or, or you want me to now do a podcast and start encouraging people and and focus on that. OK, so I'm not going to be a musician. No more. I'm, I'm going to just put that to the side. And you seem like you've like you're still a musician and you're an assistant pastor and you're doing the cook thing. You haven't put anything down. Has there, has there been just cause time has there been a tendency to go, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, you know, what comes to mind, uh, the story of the talents. Matter of fact, I just taught on it not too long ago to one. He gave five to one. He gave two to one. He gave one. And the expectation of the master is that you'll make a return uh, on the talents that he's given you. I don't think it's in God's uh, I don't think it's in his will for us to put things down. I think we have to learn management. And that's why Jesus even gives many lessons on on stewardship, uh, how you manage things. Um, uh, there were times where where I felt like that. Then I had a, a good friend of mine um, who also was a professor, world renowned. Um, Professor Damien Sneed, um, when I was getting ready to go back to school and I said, I don't know if I want to go this semester or next semester. He said, because of who you are and the way life is, things are not going to slow down. You have to just do it now, you know, and, and, and make it happen. And the reality of it is, is that David became, he was anointed to be king, but he didn't stop shepherding, you know. Um, and so you have to know what you have been empowered to do, but what you still need to do until it's time to, you know, occupy that seat. I think everything that God gives you, um, you can continue to use it. I mean, and it's inspirational to see um, so many 
of the greats, even musicians. We just lost a uh, great one, uh, the GOAT, uh, the late uh, Patsy Hubert Powell, um, who who has inspired so many different musicians. But he he played until the day, you know, God took him home. Bishop Townsley, Nathan Townsley, you know, those guys here um, in New York. And so I think you can still be an effective pastor. You can still be an effective minstrel. You can still have your day-to-day job. I just happened to cook, you know, be a chef right now. Um, and I don't know what he'll have me doing next week, but you know, this is where my passion is and this is where he's um, uh, opening me up. Uh, but you just have to know, I think it's more so of you knowing how to allocate your time. And that's why having a schedule, having a plan, you know what it is as a producer, you know, yeah. when you have, when you have a time block, if someone blocks all five hours, you're expecting them to be on time, you know, to get the work done because you, you can have something else lined up, you know, right after them. So scheduling, you know, is very important. And so when you schedule and know what is important, you know, where to put your time, you know, how much of your time to give to this and to give to that, because that in turn also makes you very intentional um, in what you're doing. Very good advice. Very good advice. Um, so now looking back at all the different things that you've done, um, is there is there one thing that jumps out to you that you wish you would have figured out sooner? Um, there are some things I wish I would have done sooner. Like, for instance, my dad uh, he always tried to get me to sing growing up. Um, and I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I could hum because I was musically inclined. I played, but um, I never, I never really, never really sung. Um, and I think that was his desire to see me do that because um, I didn't have. I only had a, a short uh, amount of time with him. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think, I think all of that, though, in conjunction with the question, is ultimately a part of the process. You know, I, I, I'm very big on 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 the frustration of the process you know you 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 got to pay for it you know if you pay for it by subscribing to a support center if you, if you pay for it uh financially with your money if you pay for it with your time you know you have to pay for it you have to know what it is to be frustrated uh trying to figure something out trying to make something work you know i remember years ago um they still have it but when you, when i had first got my new brand new uh inbox 2 pro uh, from Pro Tools, and you had to have the iLock key for your, yes. your plugins and everything. Yes, you sir. Know? And if you and if you did anything wrong or crazy, it was like mayhem trying to get that stuff working. And you had to call, you know, the company and talk to them and try to see, you know, what you can do. And you know, but figuring that out, I mean, you know what to do the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that's the beauty of it. You know, and there are other things that you discover and learn along the way. Um, and so, you know, it's very important that you like hash that out, you know, figure that out. Um, there's some things I probably would have done differently. The older I get, I've been saying lately, the older I get, the older I get. Um, the more I find myself becoming like, you know, the older individuals that I talked about. I'm becoming the old man you know, that I talk about because I've become wiser. You know, I'm, I'm learning to do things that count, you know, make it count, you know, uh, as best as you can. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now what what's. What's one of the key lessons you've learned from your successes? Oh, man. Um, In long and short, um, hard work really pays off. And there's no shortcuts to greatness, man. Mm. I mean, people think they can follow a back street, go down the alley, you know, microwave it, get it at Amazon Prime. There's no shortcuts to greatness. I mean, you literally have to submit yourself to the process. I mean... 
And yes, we're uh, brothers of faith, but that's in anything. I mean, it's transferable into the secular world as a producer, as a Wall Street banker. Like there's no shortcuts to greatness. Like you have to go through the process. You have to endure it. Um, yeah. And, and that's and that's one lesson. And when you actually get there, uh, 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 Robert Frost, I believe he said at the end of one of his poems, you know, basically at last, uh, you know, with a sigh, I'll say, two roads diverge into a yellow wood. You know, he ended the, the poem the way he started it. And when you get to that, when you get to that goal, you'll look back and be like, wow, it was a long journey. I had some bumps and some bruises. Uh, I had some people walk away from me. There's some stuff I lost, but there's some stuff that I gained. You know what? It was all worth it. You know, I'm, I'm at the place where I should be and I deserve to be here. You know, I work to be here. I put in my time. You know, I'm not a fly by night. So I think, you know, that's what it is when you when you go through that and you realize, listen, um, I have the level of success that I have now. You know, even you, you know, I was so inspired, even being a younger gentleman, you know, for those who are listening, you know, and watching, you know, Terrence is older than I am. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I am. He may not <laughs> he may not look like it, but he's older than I am. But to see even the evolution of the of the Levite room. I mean, it was just it was absolutely amazing to see um, how he's grown. I mean, and you can look back. And that's another thing. You, you have to be able to trace your progress. You, you need to be able to measure your progress. You mm -hmm. know, I know that you're trying to get to the stop sign that's 50 feet away. But if you only make it 10 feet towards the stop sign and you didn't get you didn't hit your goal yet. You still made progress and you got to give yourself, you know, pats on the back. You got to treat yourself for the progress, you know, that you do make because there's no shortcuts to greatness. But as long yeah. as you stay the course, you will be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's that's one of the keys or one of the the things that a lot of people miss. Or I, let me just speak for myself. I've missed it for a lot of years because it's like, man, I want to be here and I'm only here. I want to be here and I'm only here. And it's just like. I wake up the next day like, man, I got to, okay, I got to get here. I got to get here. And you, I'm so focused on getting the goal. I'm missing today. Like I'm missing the enjoyment of the process because I, I want to get rid of the process because I want to make it to the success. And it's, it wasn't until later on, I realized that there, there is no, there is no point in time where it's like, okay, I've, I've made it. Cause once you make it, there's like, oh, but I want to, I want to get over there now. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always it's always something else to do, man. I mean, there's always something else to conquer. I remember being even being a young guy, you probably had this yourself. Uh, you know, I said, you know, when I get old enough, I'm going to buy all of this equipment. I'm going to get all of these uh, synthesizers and guitars and basses and and uh, and modules. I'm, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy my interface. I'm going to get me some Pro Tools. Then Logic became user friendly. I'm going to do this. And then you get it. And it's like, you know, but I want to do that. Or I'm not doing as much as I as much as I want to do. But again, you know, it's like building a house. You, you can only build a house one brick at a time. Mm -hmm. And so with that understanding, as long as it lives within your trajectory or as long as it lives within your mind, it lives within your future. Yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So now I want to I want to kind of flip the question a little bit. Um, what's one of the toughest things that God's brought you through? Oh, man. And what lesson did you learn from that? Oh, man. Uh, one of the toughest things I mean, there, there, there's many things, you know, um, but one of the toughest things that he brought me through was um, uh, the death of my dad. Oh, man. Um, and that was a very, very um, trying time. 
Uh, I lost my dad at uh, 17 years old. Uh, I was getting ready to graduate high school. Um, Father's Day was the last day I spent with him. Um, so all of those things were, you know, in my mind. He wouldn't see me graduate. He wouldn't see me uh, uh, grow older. Uh, he wouldn't see me get married. He wouldn't see his grandchildren from me. Um, like even now, all of the great things, you know, that I'm doing, you know, I, I would, would love for him, you know, to to see, you know, and I and, and I dealt with that. I struggled with that. I was already a minister uh, at that age, but um, I, I felt alone. I felt abandoned. Um, I didn't I didn't understand God. I didn't, I didn't understand his plan. I didn't understand his process. But over time, you know, I've learned that I'll, I will never get over it but he'll help me to live with it and to live through it, you know, and you take the days as they come. If you can live through day one, mm -hmm. you most certainly can make it. Um, um, and, 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 and I, I still have my days as a grown man. I mean, he's been gone this year will be this year. June will be 19 years, but it still feels like yesterday. Um, because my dad was, he was my spark, man. He was my motivation. You know, he made me want to sing. He made me want to play. He made me want to be a, when it came time to put on a suit, oh man, couldn't nobody hang a suit like my dad. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he just was a, a cook, you know, and I feel, I'm sorry, you know, my sisters who are listening, I just feel that uh, 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 when you're in a relationship with a man, uh, when you're married to a man, if, if the man and woman cook nine out of 10 times, the man can now cook the woman. And my mother was, is an incredible cook. But I just think my dad just he just had he had that thing on him. Man, and, you about um, to get you about to get in trouble, <laughs> You about to get some hate mail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, but much love to the sisters. You know, we 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 do enjoy, you know, your labors of love. Uh <laughs> but but he uh man, he most certainly, man, was my motivation for uh for everything, man. So for a long time, you know, I wasn't motivated. As a matter of fact, when he passed, man, I dropped out of I dropped out of school. Um, I dropped out of school and I only needed a few credits and to keep it a hundred, it took me about two and a half years, um, to get those credits because I wasn't going to school. And when I went, I wasn't applying myself because I just, I just wasn't there. You know, I lacked the motivation, you know, I lack, I didn't like the ability and the skill. I just liked the motivation. So I didn't want to do it. And then when I put in my mind, you know what, I'm going to commit this, you know, uh, to the memory uh, of my dad you know, and do this as if it was for him. Then I started to develop that motivation because I had him uh, in my, in my, uh, in my, in my mind, in my trajectory, uh, ultimately. And one day, you know, God, God spoke to me. He said, there are certain things that, that you asked me for. And in order to grow you and develop you and make you into what you say you want to be, I had to take from you what you love the most. That changed the whole game for me. Mm. Because it forced me to grow up. It forced me to develop. It forced me to stop thinking and acting like a boy and actually be become a man and realize that life is going to deal you a, a, a hand of cards and you just got to play your hand, you know, uh, uh, the best way that you can. You know, you got to roll with the punches. Some things you're going to like, some things you're not going to like. Some artists <laughs> as a producer are more favorable than others. Mm -hmm. But if they entrust you with it, you got to, you know, just make the magic happen. You got to just do your part, you know, and that's one of the things that he's brought me through, you know. Nice, nice. I, I appreciate you being as candid as you as you were, man, for real. Well, absolutely, man. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. So now along that line, um, and just because when you were talking about you at 17, I'm thinking of the youth today 
And everybody's talking like there's like such a disconnect between ministering to our youth. It's like, how do we connect? How do we connect? And I wanted to get your perspective on it because you're ministering now. I know, you know, youth is a, is a big thing. I mean, we were all young, but is, is there something that from your perspective, what is the disconnect or is there a disconnect or is it just a whole lot of just like, it ain't no disconnect. You just need to do whatever. Oh man, that, that is a loaded question. You know, <laughs> we may have to have a, we may have to have to have a part two. I may have to invite myself back, man. This, one. <laughs> this is, this one is heavy. Um, cause I have these conversations oftentimes mm-hmm. and, um, there is no one reason to any problem. There's always multiple factors. Um, and the fact that we're talking about disconnect, you know, if there's disconnect, then there also must be um, room for misunderstanding. Um, and if there's a situation or problem, it has to be between two or more parties. Um, and so, you know, I may see the wall behind you blue, you know, you may see it gray, you know, um, and so our understand our perspective or understanding is totally, you know, different. I do believe that there is a disconnect, but I also believe that there is a misunderstanding. And I also believe that there is a lack of engagement. I also believe that there's a lack of interest. Um, and I believe now that there, uh, you know, young people have more uh, technological advancements than I had or than you've had, yeah. um, you know, growing up. And so there's room for so much distraction. Um, there's there, there's not a lot of dedication, commitment and focus to a particular thing because they're on to the next thing, because that's that's just how the world moves. Everything is, you know, microwavable. Everything is, you know, with the latest trends, the latest fashions, you know, growing up. You know, wearing baggy pants was a, a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But now the thing is to wear skinny pants or fitted pants. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> that had a different meaning, you know, when I was growing up. Um, so, you know, so, so, you know, time changes, the world changes, understanding changes. As it pertains to our, uh, our walk with Christ and the churches and ministries, if I can go there, uh, mm-hmm. that we are part of, um, many times, um, I heard it like this before. You can't be a shepherd and don't smell like sheep, which means you as a leader need to be amongst your your sheep, your people to know where they are, um, how how they feel, what they're thinking, what they're in need of. You know, uh, years ago, um, as a matter of fact, one of my last papers I've done uh, before uh, I graduated was dealing with uh, the black family, um, uh, uh, the piano. Uh, in the black family. And one of the elements in the black family was that they had actual dining rooms or actual tables um, so that they could sit down and talk. Um, and so there were no cell phones at that time to um, uh, to to have, because now you go out to dinner, uh, husband and wife, friends, everybody's on their phone. No one's talking. No one's engaging in conversation because everything that's keeping their interest is what's on their phone via social media or whatever other um, uh, digital platforms are there. And so one of the elements there is because we don't have a, uh, we don't have the element of the table. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, a uh, place where we can come down and fellowship. You know, the parents can say, oh, well, uh, how was school today? You know, what's, you know, what, what's on your mind? What did you learn today? Uh, did you did did you make friends or if there's trouble, you know, if you've been bullied, if you've been bullied, you know, because 
your speech gives your way. Your speech, you know, will, you know, the inflection in your voice will let people know whether things are favorable or or or, or not so favorable. And I think one of the conversation is uh, or one of the issues are uh, that many many individuals are just disgruntled and tired of continuing uh, in the motions, um, and they want more. And the pastor is not aware of that because some of the uh, p- people, young and old, are are not or they don't know how to have respectful uh, conversations of harsh realities where they say, listen, I'm here. I'm committed to this. You know, I want to do this, but I think we can do it differently. You know, I think it could be better. And instead of saying that some do say some don't others, they just get tired. They, they complain and they don't have any solutions. And that's, you know, think of mine. And, uh, you know, all of you, you know, that are watching, you know, if you're going to complain, make sure you have a solution. Don't just address the problem, but be solution oriented. Cause you know what? Most times we already know what the problem is. We don't want to rehearse the problem because I don't want you to be frustrated. Re saying it. I don't want to be frustrated hearing it, but how can we come together to bring about, you know, uh, a, a solution. And so the pastor, so on the flip side, the people are frustrated and I'm going to be quiet cause I'm talking too much, but the, but, but okay. the people, the young people are frustrated and not knowing how to articulate and express themselves. But then the pastor can also be frustrated. Want to know why I can spend so much time. I can pray for you. I can care for you. Uh, but you leave, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the pastor may think, uh, they're doing a good job, but, um, but, but to to you, you know, they're not. And I think, you know, it has to be conversation. It's not that I don't love you, Pastor, but I'm just not getting what I need. Or I feel like I'm not being fed. Or I feel like that there's more. And because technology is at our fingertips, you know, the reality is um, our people are exposed to too much. They're exposed to other things. And when they get exposed to other stuff, then there there may be a different desire that they have, you know. I'm growing up, you know, we had devotional service, you know, in church, but I got a whiff of what praise and worship was, you know, and I liked praise and worship a little bit more than devotion. Not that I wanted to do away with it Mm -hmm. because, you know, we think that we have to do either or why can't we do both and, you know, um, you know, and I think, you know, if we have that understanding that we can come to the table and have the conversations, you know, how we can make, you know, a situation better. And we wouldn't have to worry about losing our young people. We wouldn't have to worry about frustrated pastors who are turning in the keys because they feel like, you know, they're not fruitful in their ministries. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I it, hope that makes sense. No, it, it, it does make sense. And I, I did open up a can of worms because it's a it's a it's a multi-layered. Um, I don't want to say problem. It's a multi-layered issue. Um, I, and like you said, I think one of the keys is definitely relationship. Um, what I found out and what I'm finding out is transparency and the willingness to spend the time to spend the time. And it's like, dude, I don't have that much. time. I got this going on. I got that going. But if you're going to build a relationship, a relationship is going to take time. That's it's, it's what it's going to take. Absolutely. And it's going to take some vulnerability. Like once they start hearing like, oh, you went through that. Oh, you and you can open up to me about that. Like you're not you're not ashamed. It. And then then you can start to break some barriers and, and, and all of that. And it a lot of times and then I'm going to get off my soapbox also a lot of times. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I always hear you. Know, how do we connect with the youth? How do we connect with the youth? We're going through a whole lot of stuff too. the adults. We're going through. Yo, I can't pay my bills or. I'm not getting along with my wife this week or, or this, you know, and and now you come at me with like, well, how come we can't play this? It's like, what? And and your response ain't right, but it ain't, 
It's not because of them. It's because of everything I'm dealing with. And I ain't, I haven't figured out how to deal with it. Yeah. So it's just, it's this so much, man. There's so much, but Absolutely. Um, God, God, God is faithful. I mean, you, he says you want wisdom. Yes. He, he's faithful and just to give it. He will. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, and, and the funny thing about that, I'm glad you said that, you know, even with wisdom, you know, we always talk about Solomon, but, uh, you know, reading and really studying one day, you know, cause many people are repeat offenders. They say what they hear. Yeah. yeah. People say. But really reading one day, I found out that, um, you know, Solomon was not coherent when he asked God for wisdom. He was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and, and I think it speaks volumes that, when God enters into the underworld or your dream world and meets you in your dream and actually what you want. And then you wake up and your dream becomes a reality. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that that happened because that, that desire, that prayerful desire was inside of uh, Solomon like that. And I think when we have those desires, you know, cause he just wanted to be a blessing, you know, to people, when you have a desire to be a blessing to people, God will make your dreams become realities. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. So I, I, I gotta ask, man, what you got going on now? What's next? I mean, let us know what's, what's happening. Oh, man, I still I'm doing some everything else. The bulk of my time is goes toward my uh, my business, uh, Papa Joe's Kitchen, uh, because I um, I cook every day. That's what I do. Uh, the Lord told me um, in November of uh, no October of year before last that he wanted to expand my business. Um, and if I would trust him and I said, yeah. And then on January, like fourth, uh, he told me to write my letter of resignation, you know, to my place of employment. Wow. I mean, and I did, um, just like that. I had a conversation with my wife about it. She said, okay, the Lord is saying X, Y, and Z. You know, I thank God, you know, for a wife like that, you yeah. know, cause most people would be like, ah, I don't know about that. But, um, and so I, you know, I do that like Monday through Friday, um, Saturdays also, sometimes Sundays, it depends, you know, cause Sundays can be a long day for us. Um, um, and so, and that's the other thing, man, you know, people always talk about multiple streams of, of income, you know, and it's not going to just fall out of the sky. I mean, you got to work for it. Yes, so, sir. um, you know, I, I am a musician. I am a, you know, producer trying to be like Terrence Farrell, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm a cook, you know, I do multiple things, you know, and so it's work. You know, anything, you know, you know, worth having is not just worth waiting for, but it's worth working for. Um, and so, you know, my time is really devoted to that. I, man, I've been falling in love with music again because um, nice. many times I just play um, because it's a job. I mean, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I've been not even having much practice time, but I'm really like falling in love, man, with it again. I'm, I'm being reignited with the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place. You know, so, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm doing that. I'm working on um, some music, working on a couple of singles, having a couple of uh, uh, different conversations. Um, your boy's about to be an author soon. I'm working on my book. Uh, don't want to tell you too much about it, but it's going to be coming out real soon. Just as soon as I finish writing it, I got about at least about a good six books locked up in me. Uh, and I've been, you know, reluctant to share and write about things because I was like, you know, you know, God, some of this stuff people may feel is, um you know, beyond me, as my father would say, it's too mature for me. Um, and uh, he said, no, people will, people will hear what you have to say, because, you know, I've been around many individuals with with much wisdom. They share, you know, they've imparted and I don't have it all together. You know, let me say that <laughs> I do not have it all together. 
but I do know that I am wiser um, than I than I could be, uh, wiser than I should be. Um, but I'm still learning. I'm still developing. I'm still growing. And that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, in that book. Um, one of the things about being a leader, it's a book about leadership. It's called, um, I guess I give you a little, a little sneak peek. It's called The Marks of a Leader. And, uh, and one of the things about, about a leader is sometimes you are a leader. And although you're leading people, you're still growing and being developed yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still being developed. So I may, you know, hopefully uh, what I'm saying is blessing you guys. But um, I'm still figuring stuff out, you know, myself, you know, and I take times of reflection. I do want to say that I take times of reflection, you know, and and see uh, what I came through. Um, how did it make me feel? You know, what was the effect of it? You know, what would I do differently? You know, those things, you know, make you wiser. Uh, and so that you don't repeat the same thing again. Right, right, right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Man, So so what's the best way people can connect with you where they can, you know, find out about. Papa Joe's Kitchen. <laughs> Let the people uh, know, man. Well, I'm definitely working on the website. That's not up yet, okay. uh, but you can definitely follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, my personal page on Facebook, Joseph Thompson. Uh, you can find me there um, on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I think my handle is uh, Joe Thompson Two, um, and on Facebook, Instagram with Papa Joe's Kitchen. Uh, Papa Joe's Kitchen uh, in what? Papa Joe's Kitchen underscore in Y. Uh, on Instagram, you'll see there's a, a, a white, black and orange logo. Um, you be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So that's me. Oh, that's your boy. If you have any inquiries or you want us to uh, uh, be a blessing and cater for you, uh, you can reach us uh, uh, 347-435-9379 or shoot us an email at uh, uh, Papa Joe's Kitchen uh, NY at Gmail uh, dot com. Uh, and so, yeah. I love, I look to connecting with people. I love to connect with good people. I love networking because you never know who's going to be who. True. True. 100%, man. Dude, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time out, man. Any final words of inspiration you got for listeners? Man, first of all, let me say Terrence, man, you know, we've, we've always had a great, uh, incredible relationship. As a matter of fact, we've done something not too long ago talking about uh, (laughs) uh, audio audio and streaming stuff. And, um, you know, it just, it just reconnected us. It always been love, you know, but I always, I definitely want to appreciate you for allowing me to come into this space, allowing me to come into, you know, your, your psycho cybernetic platform. Um, <laughs> I love and, uh, it. <laughs> and share and share with you, you know, with your listeners, because many people need um, the wisdom uh, that you have. And I think God has really graced you and, and made you of a great influence to be a blessing on the people. Uh, what, what I would leave is, um, uh, Methuselah was a man who lived to be the oldest, uh, in the Bible. I think he was like 969, you know, something like that. And in all of his years of living, the only thing that we know basically is that he lived and that he died. And so my push for us is just to make it count, make every day count, you know, let people know that you're doing more than just living and dying, like make a mark, like make some noise, make things happen. There's too much in you. You know, God has invested so much in you for you to just allow it to lie dormant that people can only say that you lived and died. So be goal oriented, um, work towards those goals. It sounds silly, uh, but in school we had short term and long term goals. Mm hmm. Short-term goals, if you don't know, were goals that you could uh, achieve in a shorter duration of time. Long-term goals are something that took 
um, a longer period or longer duration for you to achieve. Make that list of goals of what you want to do for the year. We're in the month of January. You can have one goal per month um, that you want to achieve and put your put your larger goals towards the end of the year. Then the trick is you have to work on all of your goals at the same time, though, to achieve a level of progress so that you can be successful. You get real good. You can have two goals a month. You know, you can have three goals a month or you can have uh, four goals per season, you know, however you want to do it. Um, But you want to be goal oriented. You don't want to look back and live your life and say, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You know, I could have done more. Um, And being that we're having this conversation, I think um, it's needful for me to tell you that you can do more. Just have a plan and purpose in your heart and mind. This is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it happen and it will happen. Thank you so much, Terrence, for having me. No problem, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, man, for, for being candid, for sharing the wisdom, all of it, man, for, for just being who you are, man. I, I really thank you, man. Um, I thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a comment. You guys are awesome. I love the support. I really appreciate it. Um, as, all, as always, we're going to end with a Words for Life track. Uh, it's available on all streaming sites under the artist Words for Life. That's words, the number four, life. Um, you can check us out, like I said, any, anywhere they stream music. So um, we're going to end. We're going to play that right after this. So just just hang out and you'll hear it. Uh, it's our prayer that God uses something said here in this episode to speak to you directly. And with that, we're out. With the understanding that success is inevitable, then the process is the gift. I'm going to win. I'm not set up to fail. I got God on my side. It doesn't matter how long it takes. There's regular faith. You know what I mean? There's faith that's a noun, which is unactivated. There's faith that's a verb, and it's like, God help me pay my bills. You understand what I'm saying? And then, then, and then there's faith that is irrational and illogical and it's like I know that God can do anything so I have no limits it's not that I'm so insatiable I'm just a faithful steward and I gotta be accountable for everything God gives me so guess what that man put a camera in my hand then he placed me in the room and gave me an opportunity and an email came in and hey are you guess what it's, it's not me. That's the humility of it all. Man, I'd be terrified. This is way out of my skill set. I didn't even ask for this. But I asked God to bless me though. And the deal I made with God is, if you, if you crack the door, I'll kick it down and run through it. Crack it. It don't even gotta be physically open. Just let me know it's unlocked. I'll kick it down and run through it, I promise. That's the deal I made with God. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 I believe in aggressive evolution. You don't have to wait for something to happen. You can decide. You can push it. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to wait for circumstance to present itself. And no. And hard work creates creates opportunity. The discipline, the sacrifice, the consistency, the passion, the reinventing of yourself, the sacrifices you make in helping other people when you don't have and inspiring other people and sharing the process with them, even though you haven't even 
ascertain to what you're working towards with the understanding that success is inevitable then the process is the gift most people want to hit a plateau and find safety there you understand what I'm saying say I'm good right here this was my goal I accomplished it I'm good you understand what I'm saying I, I don't think that exists with me the, the success doesn't come from what you're amazing at what you're amazing at facilitates you doing uh, you you reaching more people and you helping more people what you're amazing at facilitates you to do work if i'm a famous basketball player i'm an mvp and i'm making millions of dollars that's not that's not what the success is that then facilitates me to open a school to help children who are in need and blah 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 or a hospital do you understand what i'm saying the work doesn't end so that doesn't mean I'm an overachiever, but now I created a school and now the school is amazing and it's doing amazing things. And then I open five more. That's not overachieving. That's, that's not being, that's not being unsatisfied. That's a higher level of accountability. Your talent and your gift is given to you to facilitate what your purpose is.